Today's show is sponsored by Talkspace, the online therapy company. For a fraction of the price of traditional therapy, you can pick an experienced, licensed therapist you relate to and feel comfortable with. Each and every therapist has at least a master's degree and has completed over 3,000 hours of supervised work. To match with your perfect therapist, go to Talkspace.com forward slash boom. And to show your support for this podcast, use code boom to get $30 off your first month. That's boom. Talkspace.com slash boom. B-O-O-M. are Locked On Trailblazers, your daily Portland Trailblazers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to a February 28th. Tuesday edition of the Lockdown Blazers podcast. I'm your host, Eric Garcia Gunderson, writer for BlazersEdge.com, sometimes at the Associated Press, and former Blazer beat writer at the Vancouver Columbian. Welcome back to the show. Welcome back to Lockdown Blazers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where we have a wide variety of content, especially in the NBA and the NFL college basketball, women's basketball, hosted by my pal Howard Megdahl, uh, which we just added a couple of weeks ago. So, after getting through that spiel, the Blazers played a game tonight. They were back on the court. It was the final game for the Portland Trail Blazers at the Palace of Auburn Hills, where the Pistons have played for, God, uh, my whole life pretty much, I would say, and I'm 26, so 27, so yeah, uh, yeah, long time. They've played at the uh, Palace of Auburn Hills. Tonight was the last night, and uh, unfortunately for the Blazers, they were not able to make their last game at the Palace of Auburn Hills a memorable one. They lose 120-113. It actually was a, a pretty exciting finish, I will say, uh, in this game. Blazers lose that in overtime, 120-113. Damian Lillard forced overtime with a layup in the closing seconds of the fourth quarter. But the Blazers were unable to hold on to their lead, which was as high as 14. It was as high as 13 in the third quarter. I think they were up about 10 when Lillard left the game in the last couple of minutes of the third. And they just were not able to ever really hold on to their lead or extend their lead. They, they, they got out, they had leads, but every single time it seemed like Detroit just reeled them back in. The bench uh, tonight for the Blazers was uh, an interesting uh, blend uh, of guys. It's funny because you, you look at the the starters who, you know, guys like Noah Vonley had a, a positive plus minus tonight, but that's what happened. The Blazers bench uh, did not play well 
when at least the Blazers did not have success when the bench was on the court. Everybody had a negative plus minus in this game. Alan Crabb with a negative uh, 23 plus minus and Al Farouk Aminu with a minus 24. Crabb played 35 minutes, by the way, did hit some big shots late to help the Blazers rally after it looked like the Pistons were going to run away with the game uh, in the last couple of minutes. Portland blew a double-digit lead. They came back, but ultimately the Pistons were just better in the overtime. They were able to get uh, quality looks in the mid-range. They you know, used a lot of pick-and-rolls and, and situations to get their guards in pick-and-rolls, but also Marcus Morris, who had a monster game and really just killed the Blazers in a lot of different facets. They, they tried a lot of guys on him. The guy that got him for most of the game was Mo Harkless because Mo Harkless played more as the small ball four than Al Farouk Aminu, which is something that I found interesting, and I don't know if Aminu is on some kind of minutes limit or, or what, what have you, but... Uh, I don't. I don't think he is, considering he 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 did play uh, quite a bit against Toronto. Uh, so that that was an interesting wrinkle from tonight. But ultimately, the Blazers lose it. Uh, Lillard makes a great play late, continuing to play well after the All Star break. But ultimately, it was not enough with Morris having thirty seven and also the Blazers having twenty four turnovers. Uh, I, I throughout the game. Portland was shooting the ball well. They were efficient from the field. But even when they were up double digits in the first quarter and really just taking it to the Pistons and getting that 14-point lead very early on in the game, Portland didn't close that quarter well. They, They allowed the Pistons to kind of inch back into the game. And it seemed like that was a theme throughout the game. And then even in the overtime, they have moments. And in the fourth quarter, they have moments where they're just sloppy with the ball. He was actually good with the ball, but one moment that stands out uh, in the fourth quarter was was Mo Harkless getting a rebound and, and, and then trying to turn to Yusuf Nurkic, who's already running back the other way. And they throw it away, and it becomes a turnover. And the Pistons had 21 points off of Blazers' turnovers tonight, so the Blazers gave them a lot of opportunities. And it it, it feels like since the arrival of Nurkic, turnovers have been an issue. Nurkic himself has struggled with turnovers, and in this one, everyone on the Blazers struggled with turnovers. The Pistons did a good job of getting in the passing lanes and, and really – being disruptive they had 13 steals but the Blazers also made a lot of boneheaded mistakes a lot of just sloppy plays and and not even just uh bad passes but uh a travel here and there uh a moving screen a and not this isn't even a turnover Nurkic had a, a rebound late where uh, the ball just slips out of his hands. He steps out of bounds and gives them an, uh, gives gives the Pistons another possession. The Blazers had a lot of those little plays late, but th- they had those little plays throughout the game, and I think just all of those little mistakes that they were making that were holding them back from really extending a lead and really just controlling this game, 
it was the turnovers and 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 that is something that that has to be addressed and uh when it comes to guys like Nurkic who I think is is a pretty creative passer creative guy when it comes to you know reading the defense and and trying to play angles he is still kind of figuring out his boundaries still and it's it's always better to to be in the position where you're trying to edit down what a guy does instead of bring about things that aren't natural to him. So I, I think that that is a positive uh, on the turnover front. Some of the other, you know, CJ McCollum with six turnovers, you don't expect that. I don't think that that is going to happen very often. But uh, turnovers just were a, a real problem for, for the Blazers tonight. And, and, and the, the Pistons just made... Uh, enough shots late uh, in this one to to just uh, pull away. They, they they had a lot of guys just win one on one matchups. Morris uh, a lot of the night w- was getting into those, and 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 uh, I know I mentioned it earlier, but I did find it interesting that when Portland was going small, they didn't have Harkless and Aminu together. They went with Crab and Harkless, and they had Harkless play four and kind of have stopper duty, which is not something that is completely foreign to Harkless, but something that the Blazers just haven't done a lot of. And uh, I think it's interesting because everyone, you know, the, 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 the message from all the teams that are trying to get to the eighth seed is that they are trying – they are all trying to make the playoffs. You know, that's that's what they're all trying to do in quotations. But I do find it interesting that it feels like Harkless is trying new things. And it, it doesn't seem like if you're trying to make the playoffs or you're really focused on uh, winning every game that you wouldn't go for a guy like Aminu in that spot who I think has proven to be a better defender, especially against guys like uh, a Marcus Morris, who's kind of a three, kind of a four. He's kind of big. He can bully smaller guys around, but uh, he can also take advantage of, of bigger guys. And so I feel like Aminu's a really nice fit there. And I, I find it interesting that Harkless is the guy that they're going to right now. And I don't know how much the the knee is a factor in that. But I I, I did find it interesting that that Harkless got that duty for the majority of the night. And he fouled out in this game. Aminu ended up finishing the game. But uh, I, I do think that while they are trying to make the playoffs... It, it does seem like the Blazers are trying new things with guys and trying to see maybe what else is there in certain guys. Noah Vonley, I think tonight his performance, which was mostly solid, only 19 minutes, five points, three rebounds, two assists. He had a nice dunk on Drummond as well. And, and, and he just looked more comfortable out there. He had a, a play where he drove into the middle of the lane, and, and, and kicked out to an open shooter. He didn't think like he had to take the shot. Uh, 
and actually made something happen for someone else, which feels like it, you know, is something that he he looks at like he has the skill to do, but has just not done, and he's looked bad a lot. But but the moments like tonight are the reasons why you kind of have to play him because he this is the only way he's going to learn. And with Harkless, you know, you're you're finding out you know how much can he do as a defender, how much can he do as a three, as a four, you know, without Aminu there. And I think that that's an interesting thing to look at. Whether the Blazers are looking at that purposefully, I don't know. But with this stretch of the season and the eight seed being what it is, pretty much a cap, you know, pretty much just a, a, a symbolic playoff berth to lose to the Warriors, I, 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 I think that that is the approach that they should be taking. And Myers Leonard getting 18 minutes tonight, Ed Davis continuing to rack up DNPs. It, it, it just seems clear to me that they're, they're trying to go after, you know, that playoff spot. And, and I know that uh, a lot of, I, I had uh, one listener ask me uh, a good question, which uh, was, was totally valid uh, on, on, on Twitter the other day. And which I also totally loved and would love more of. So if you have questions, definitely send them in. But this one comes in from Jacob Parks at Team Parks on Twitter. And his question is, if, if Stotts is playing Vonley and Lemon, who I take to mean Myers, Lem- Myers Leonard. Gosh, you got me there, Jacob. Why... If he's playing them now to develop them, then why was he playing them so much to start the year? I think that's a good question. I I, I do think that there was a a difference in degree. Vonley was getting minutes ahead of Leonard earlier. Uh, As you may have listened to on the podcast when Myers Leonard was on here, he was not really 100%, and he said he didn't really feel 100% until about January. So Vonley was playing then because Leonard was still kind of coming back from injury. He His back was a little messed up at the time. And then Aminu goes down, and then they're trying to figure out, okay, well, uh, Vonley in the starting lineup last year, you know, that that was they, – they, they did it for a while, but – Ultimately, it it wasn't going to be something that helped them win, and this was a team that was trying to make the playoffs, and not just trying to make the playoffs. They were trying to get, and and they still are, but they were trying to get you know a top four seed, win the division, and they're playing Ed Davis a lot at the start of the season. They tried to start him, and they gave that lineup a chance for uh, a a good while while Aminu sat, and it didn't perform well. The defense was terrible. The offense was really good, but it just wasn't I, – I just don't think it was good enough for them to keep going to that well. And my read on it is is that it just – they wanted to change something, but ultimately the best use of these games for the long-term health of the franchise is to see what you have. And I think that's – somewhat what we're seeing I don't I don't think that they're not trying to win but I do think that there is development happening that is important to the team and 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 I think why not get Von Ley maybe increase his minutes a little bit more because I do think that you have to see what you have in Nurkic which 
I think we're seeing, we're learning more. He has great footwork, great talent, could get in better shape, very creative, could edit some of those passes, but ultimately I think you like the total package and you want to see what you can craft out of it. I, I think Nurkic is showing that and he's showing much more readiness to play than any of Portland's other young bigs. So that's another positive in the Nurkic category. So those are things that we're learning right now. With Vonley, he's he's really struggled for a lot of his career to make an impact on the team in a positive way. And the only way for him to get there is if he can get minutes. And there's no reason to play Ed Davis at this point just to make the eighth seed. So uh, I, I would like to see Vonley continue to get minutes and, and maybe get a little bit more and see see what else you have in him because that he was the kind of he was the crown jewel of that Patroom trade. And if if you are pegging him as a, a long term answer at the four, you need to figure out if he actually has if he can actually get there, if it's actually worth it. I think the answer right now is no, but you have to give him a chance to find out. And I think that is what we're seeing with Von Ley continuing to play and Myers Leonard continuing to play, even though all of their bigs are healthy. Ed Davis is healthy. And uh, I think he was playing them at the beginning of the season because of, uh, of circumstances. There were injuries like Aminu which caused more minutes to be available for big guys. And so uh, I think that scenario is not really uh, – it is different. It's very different. And so uh, I think those are interesting things to watch. In tonight's game, this is not – you know, unless you're really interested in the eighth seed, it may not matter to you, but – for the growth of this team and who's going to stick around, this was a game where you, you got to see some stuff. You know, Harkless uh, really working hard defending uh, a lot of this game and, and, and Vonley doing more things. And, and even Myers Leonard, you know, looking uh, comfortable out there, making some nice passes, doing some more things besides just standing around on the three-point lineup from an offensive perspective. And, and I'd like to even go back to Nurkic because – uh, I, I did mention after the game that he he's very sloppy, but he's only 22 years old, and I think he, he, he's got a lot of potential there. He stepped out with some nice uh, deep twos in this game, and I think he, he's got some three-point range in his future, and I think he can really do a lot at, from a skill, set, a skill set standpoint to help this team moving forward and you got to see what more you have and and what more he can improve on and use that to kind of figure out what the future is going to be. I think that Nurkic is clearly a guy that they should try to build around because also I just don't know where else you're going to get a guy that has skills like that, that has potential like that. And I, I think you kind, you kind of have to roll with it. And I think he could be a, 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 ver, a very integral part of this team, provided he continues to get minutes, continues to work on his game. And I think the shape will come around as well. And, and that's just as important because uh, in the NBA these days, 
2017, it's it's harder and harder to be the the lovable chubby baller. You know, the the guys that we all love like Boris Diaw, you know, back in the day, well not back in the day, even still now. But even he, you know, even he can't be as chubby as he used to be. Glenn Davis, uh, another guy, uh, Chuck Hayes. I mean, all these guys that were kind of like chubby, stocky guys, uh, being even a little bit out of shape is is pretty hard. I mean, DeMarcus Cousins is great, but one of his biggest drawbacks is that he's just not in tip-top shape. And so uh, Nurkic was in tip-top shape earlier this season in Denver before he got benched. He gained some weight after the benching, and so that probably still working itself out. He looks in better shape. I, I do think he's definitely in better shape than he was in his first game with the Blazers uh, before the All Star break. But you know that's going to come around too. And if he and, and so uh, the Blazers are in a weird position because they will nominally be going for a playoff seed and trying to make the playoffs. They're two and a half back right now of Denver, by the way, uh, in the Western Conference standings for that eighth seed. Uh, and, and, and they are, you know, in the running still, uh, two and a half back, but, but this season's going to be about, you know, who, who can improve? How can this really young team get better? And, uh, Damian Lillard, since the all-star break has really helped to turn things around. Well, not turn things around, but turn things around for him, at least from a shooting perspective, uh, before we wrap this up, I definitely just wanted to give uh, a shout out to Dame because uh, you know everyone's harped on him for his his shooting struggles. Uh, his, his shooting numbers are down, but last three games uh, since the All Star break, he's shooting fifty percent from the three point line, fifty one and a half percent from the field, and he's averaging thirty one point seven points per game, seven rebounds, and six assists. So that's uh, I mean that's you know, MVP type output that you're getting from him right now. And maybe it's the ankle is feeling a little healthier. I think that's what it is. He looks a little bit quicker, a little bit more explosive. That that shot to tie the game in the fourth quarter tonight was uh, looked like the Lillard that we know. And it looks like he's kind of on the up and up. So while Portland has lost these two games and they're playing younger guys, if Lillard is playing like this and CJ McCollum keeps on doing what he's been doing, they could probably still make the playoffs. So with that, that's going to do it for this edition of Lockdown Blazers. Keep it locked here on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn FM, wherever you can get a podcast. Leave us a five-star review, and we'll be back with you after the Blazers play Thursday against the Oklahoma City Thunder.